0: Today is the penultimate day before the third birthday of this newsletter and podcast. This is now the 555th edition of a program created to inform readers and listeners about a great number of items. Assuming the average length of each program is 1,850 words long, there have now been over a million words associated with Charlottesville community engagement. I'm one of many Sean Tubbs, but the only one fool enough to launch an information outlet. On today's program, Charlottesville City Council selects one of two deputy city managers to be the next city manager. Plans have been filed for three more new buildings on Preston Avenue at Dairy Market. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority finds out what Seville Biohub is doing. The latest figures from the Consumer Price Index indicate a decline in inflation rates, and Charlottesville officials take questions at a recent meeting of neighborhood leaders. In today's first subscriber-supported public service announcement, have you grown something, made something, brewed something, or otherwise created something that's worthy of a contest? The Piedmont Master Gardeners want you to consider showing off at the upcoming Albemarle County Fair. They're calling on home gardeners, brewers, bakers, beekeepers, artists, crafters, and viticulturalists to submit an entry. The Albemarle County Fair is to be held July 27th through July 29th at James Monroe's Highland, and entries will be accepted on Wednesday, July 26th. Ribbon winners will be selected the next day, and entries will be displayed through 8 p.m. Saturday, July 29th. The fair will showcase the best of horticulture and homegrown vegetables and fruits from the Albemarle Charlottesville area, and highlight local skills in baking, food preservation, fine arts, photography, and much more. The Piedmont Master Gardeners will set up educational exhibits and children's activities and will be available during the fair to answer gardening questions at a mobile help desk. Thank you to the Piedmont Master Gardeners for this shout out. One of Charlottesville's two deputy city managers is city council's choice to be Charlottesville's next top official. It's a big job, and I'm ready to give it my all. That's Sam Sanders. He's been the deputy city manager for operations since July of 2021. Sanders had been hired by then city manager Chip Boyles. And Sanders came to Charlottesville after serving for 18 years as the executive director of the Mid-City Redevelopment
1: Alliance in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I believe I bring a unique perspective, having been in the trenches here for the past two years, learning and trying to understand what makes this place tick. I have been able to settle into what I've learned, and I've remained here because I really see ways in which I can contribute. Sanders was one of more than 20 applicants
0: for the city manager position and one of four people who were interviewed. Mayor Lloyd Snook went through some of the commonalities between the candidates.
1: They all had experience at top levels of municipal leadership. They all had had success. They all had done their homework to understand the challenges that this job brings. They all saw in the Charlottesville job an opportunity to help a city that had been through some tough times recently.
0: The position of city manager Has been held since january of 2022 by michael c rogers who took himself out of consideration last week snook took the opportunity to thank rogers for his service
1: he brought stability at a time when we badly needed it in the city manager's office in the last 18 months mr rogers has reminded us that good things happen in government when you're patient when you have a breadth of experience and when you cultivate relationships
0: Sanders said he acknowledges that Charlottesville has a rich and complicated history. He said he will continue to work toward a future where all residents have access and opportunity. Our little
1: city is on the world map, and I am encouraged that it is not simply because of the events of 2017. What I want to see is us achieve an evolution from that series of events to reclaim our narrative and one that will inspire us and other communities will desire
0: Sanders said Charlottesville is not a city that runs away from its problems and is working to address systemic issues that plague
1: other communities. We absolutely do have two life experiences here in Charlottesville, and we can do what we need to do to bridge that divide. We must intervene with long, enduring, and appropriate efforts to reduce gun violence. Chief, you hear me? We have to produce and preserve affordable housing. We have to work effectively to address the many challenges facing our unhoused population, and we have to ensure that this government remains strong, functional, financially sound, and disciplined. Council will hold a formal vote to elevate Sanders
0: to the position on Monday night. City Councilor Leah Perrier said it has been an honor to work with Sanders ever since she was appointed to fill a vacancy earlier this year. Per year, had served four terms on the Charlottesville School Board.
1: The thing that I respect most about you, Sam, is you say things that I often said to my students. If you have a problem or you want something changed, come see me. But when you come, you have to bring a solution, and we will work it out together. You've been that for me, and I look forward to the remainder of my term for you continuing to be that for me.
0: Sanders said he is looking forward to work with anyone who is ready to help bring solutions to city government. He also thanked his fellow deputy city manager, Ashley Marshall, for her continued service. Sanders also lauded Rogers' service for the past year and a half as interim city manager.
1: A year and a half with this guy who has been a steadfast contributor to the idea of let's get some stuff done and let's bring back boring government. I think we have successfully brought back boring government. It is my charge. It it is my charge to keep it here.
0: For more on Sanders' work to date in Charlottesville, there are some articles for you to read. There are links in the newsletter. The redevelopment of Preston Avenue will take another step forward now that Stony Point Development Group is moving forward with a plan to build a third phase at Dairy Market. The area to be developed covers 4.41 acres. And as of this moment, Stony Point Development Group owns only one of the three parcels. The others are held by Rennick Properties. A community meeting will be held for the project on July 25th at Old Trinity Church from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. There are two conceptual drawings included in the announcement. Both feature two new buildings along Preston Avenue that would be seven stories tall, tapering to five stories on West Street. Several businesses currently exist at the site, including Twice as Nice, Fifth Season, and Preston Suds. More information on this as it develops. (laughs) One of the top target industries that economic development officials in Albemarle County seek to grow is bioscience and medical devices. The head of an organization designed to promote that sector addressed the Economic Development Authority at their meeting in June. Here is Nikki Hastings, the executive director of Seville Biohub.
2: Uh, We serve uh, over 2,500 employees. We've seen tremendous growth. Uh, 500 new employees since the early pandemic uh, days that we've tracked. Uh, Over 800,000 square foot of space is occupied both in the city and county by this sector.
0: Hastings said companies in the sector are finding larger and larger amounts of funding. A startup founded by UVA students called Agrospheres raised over $20 million last year in venture capital. Charlottesville-based Revis Pharmaceuticals raised $132 million.
2: And so we're starting to see an attention and attraction to this region uh, for the biotech sector, which is really exciting.
0: Hastings said the new Paul and Diane Manning Institute of Biotechnology is another opportunity for the industry to grow. It will be constructed at the Fontaine Research Park. However, she said the community is missing a key ingredient, and SIVO Biohub exists to advocate for its inclusion.
2: What we lack in Charlottesville and Albemarle is acceleration space. Our mission is to engage Resource these companies, accelerate them, provide them with education and knowledge of how do you spin from your concept that you might be developing at the university or even within the community. And so we're agnostic, but support um, all growth within the biotech sector. This is everything from new drugs being developed, medical devices, software technology supporting healthcare initiatives.
0: Hastings said a goal is to build that accelerator space that would allow startups to grow. They have the support of J.T. Newberry. He's the interim director of Albemarle's Office of Economic Development.
2: CIVIL Biohub has come
1: back to the EDA with more and more impressive results every single year. I yes. feel like, I feel like it, it, um, the organization has continued to make just significant contributions to the community.
0: For more on CIVIL Biohub, visit their website. For more on how all of these pieces fit together, continue reading Charlottesville Community Engagement. Turning to a national story now, the federal agency that measures the costs of goods and services in the United States of America has reported a 0.2% increase in June. The consumer price index compiled by the Bureau of Labor Statistics has increased by 3% over the past 12 months. Here's a section from the press release sent out this morning. This was the smallest 12-month increase since the period ending March 2021. Over the past 12 months, the index for energy costs has decreased 16.7%, while the index for food increased 5.7%. New vehicles are 4.1% higher, while used cars and trucks have dropped 5.2%. The cost of shelter has increased 7.8% over the past year. listening to charlottesville community engagement and in today's second patreon fueled shout out by now readers and listeners know wtju's position on algorithms but do you know that the radio station celebrates puzzles in fact on saturday august 26th wtju is organizing the second annual seville puzzle hunt that's a huge cerebral puzzle that will spool out across downtown charlottesville The Seville Puzzle Hunt will take you and a team of friends on a wild afternoon running around trying to untangle five diabolical large-scale puzzles inserted into the urban landscape. The opening clue will be read at 3 p.m. at the Ix Art Park. Find out more about this WTJU-organized event at SevillePuzzleHunt.com. Once every three months, leaders of neighborhood associations in Charlottesville have an audience with the city manager. The latest meeting was on June 15th, though outgoing interim city manager Michael C. Rogers was not on the Zoom call. Instead, the meeting was facilitated by Alex Ikafuna. He's the director of the Office of Community Solutions. He had some updates.
3: We've hired a new housing program uh, manager, uh, Antoine Williams.
0: Williams fills a position that has been vacant for nearly three years.
3: He's going to be responsible for uh, overseeing our housing program, uh, the affordable housing fund, implementation of uh, affordable housing plan, along with uh, related activities. Um,
0: Several community members have approached the city with requests to have their particular community added as a neighborhood, such as the Little High Neighborhood Association. Ikafuna had an update.
3: This map, when it was created, it was for planning purposes only, and uh, uh, there is no plan to um, to uh, uh, change the map. However, we are proposing to uh, create another map or make sure, or perhaps, uh, and modify this map you know, uh, for neighborhood leaders' uh, purposes.
0: Ekofuna said any association that wanted to form would have to have a resolution approving new boundaries, and that would have to be approved by the association they would be leaving.
3: It's going to be a complex process. Uh, I think it's going to be protracted as well, which was the reason why... Um, uh, we didn't want to change the boundaries of the uh, the planning map.
0: To make things even more confusing, there are also neighborhood assessment maps as well. But for the purposes of the neighborhood map, Ikafuna requested official requests from leaders. The president of the Fifeville Neighborhood Association had one question about transit. Here is Carmelita Wood.
2: I was just wondering if there was going to be any route changes um, in Fifeville in ta- coming in time soon.
0: Her question was fielded by Stacy Smalls, the Public Works Director, but he didn't have an answer.
1: Well, changes to our transit system is, is transit. So we can take your question and then get that to uh to the transit
3: department. Uh, Miss Woods, uh let me ask you um have you guys uh your neighborhood association have you made a formal request in the past?
2: We talked maybe a few years ago about uh Going back to the um, every half hour, at one time there were two routes to and from.
0: FIFIL is currently served by Route 4 and Route 6. On January 3rd of this year, City Council appropriated $1 million in surplus funds from fiscal year 22 to purchase two additional buses specifically for Charlottesville Area Transit Route 6. I have a question into the city about the status of this initiative. CAT is currently taking public input on a transit strategic plan, two years after rolling out route changes that were never implemented, with the official answer and reason why being a lack of drivers. Next was a question about the status of improving Stribling Avenue with a sidewalk and appropriate drainage to prepare it for additional pedestrian, bike, and vehicular traffic expected to come with the development of 169 apartment units approved by council last year during a rezoning. The upgraded road was a condition of the rezoning, and the budget for that project has increased to $5.4 million. City engineer Jack Dawson had an update. Here's a reminder that the city is still trying to add capacity to deal with transportation projects.
1: We are working right now with our limited project management staff to try and possibly get uh, submit that for a grant. I don't know that we're going to be able to do that Um, for revenue share. That process closes soon. Um, But after that, we are trying to onboard some project managers, and that is the first one in the queue.
0: Smalls said he just approved the budget for two new project managers for transportation. The next meeting of the Neighborhood Leaders Group will be on September 21st. There's a link to the whole video on YouTube. Go take a look. (laughs) This is a long time to pay attention to what's happening in local and regional government, and I'm so pleased to be able to do this work. This is the kind of work that newspapers used to do, with a series of reporters on beats, making sure that nothing got past them. For now, it's just me doing this at about one-quarter of my potential capacity, but I'm trying as best as I can to keep you informed. You can help that effort by becoming a paid subscriber. I am grateful there are over 500 of you who have done so so far. I'm convinced that that number is going to go up as the numbers of published editions push past 555 towards 666, 777, 888 and beyond. And if you become a paid subscriber through Substack, Ting will match your initial payment. Thank you very much for listening. And if you have been listening for all of these three years, have I gotten any better yet? And thanks for listening. Goodbye. More, possibly on Friday.
1: It's a big job and I'm ready to give it my all.